0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
1: Football might be over, but NBA and the NHL are in full swing. And the only place you should be betting on these sports is at betonline.ag. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. BetOnline has hundreds of props with real-time odds on almost anything you can imagine. And of course, the 24-hour online casino. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's betonline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to my podcast. I'm your host, Plena Edmonds, and today on the pod, I have another very special guest. She is the 2019 US Pairs Champion, and her name is Ashley Kane-Gribble. Ashley, thanks so much for coming on today.
0: <laughs> Hi, everyone. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be on this podcast. I listen to it every week, so it feels special to be here.
1: <laughs> Let's go. That's awesome. (laughs) Um, Well, I mean, fun fact for everyone listening not only is Ashley an amazing pair skater, but when we were growing up, we actually competed against each other a lot in the lower ranks as well as senior ranks. So it's definitely cool to be able to reach Mm -hmm. back out to fellow competitors and have them come on the pod. So very exciting. I love it. I
0: know. I think our first competition was in 2010.
1: Yeah, we were novices against
0: each other. Yeah, we were a novice. So here we are, like what, almost uh, 11 years later. <laughs> Still, connected. I know that's so
1: wild. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, your parents were skaters, right? So, mm-hmm. how did you start skating and who were your coaches from the very beginning?
0: Mm -hmm. yeah so I come from a big skating family Uh, my parents both skated my dad competed for Australia in pairs he competed in the 1980 Olympics that were in Lake Placid so Lake Placid has a special place in my heart Uh, my mom competed for Canada and she did singles and ice dance Um, and she was at the national level and on the international team for ice dance for Canada Um, and then my brother skated as well until he was 13 and he always did hockey and so he he did both and then he picked hockey um But even like I have aunts and uncles that all skated. And so I just come from a really big skating family. And my parents toured in the ice shows for about 10 years. And then there was, they had a friend in Dallas who the rink was opening and they needed a skating director. And so my parents were ready to come off tour. And uh, they came and had a little tryout here and they really enjoyed Texas. And they just settled down here and they had my brother and I. And they never pushed me into skating. Um, it was something that they definitely wanted me to pick on my own. Um, but the first time I skated, it was, uh, I was two years old on the Rideau canal in Canada. I was visiting my family. And so my parents took me out and, um, I wasn't even an ice skate. So I was on those blades that you just strapped to the bottom of your shoes. And so I just went on those and went onto the canal and, um, just really loved it. They could see how happy I was. And so when I got back, Um they would bring me to the rink every single day and I would just sit like my little butt (laughs) on the the side of the rink and I just watch all the older skaters going around and I thought they were so amazing and to me that they looked like they were moving so fast and it was so inspiring and I wanted to feel that way and my parents could see that and so they started me in skate school classes. Um and I went all the way through skate school and then I was gonna start private lessons and my parents actually they didn't know how it would work out for me to take from them, you know, for my skating career. And so they wanted to put me with another coach. And um, so they tried to, and I just would kind of stand there and I wanted to take from them. Like I was really passionate about that. And so my parents finally decided, okay, we'll just, we'll teach her. Um, And so it started from there when I was four and I'm 25 now, and I'm still working with my parents every single day. And it's been a, an incredible journey, but something really special to share with them.
1: That is so interesting that they started you off differently and you didn't want that. Mm-hmm. That's, that's pretty unique, I feel like. Uh, but it's incredible to see the longevity of your career and then the longstanding relationship with your parents as your coaches. It's definitely very impressive. So kudos. Thank you. <laughs> at what age did you make the decision to start pair skating?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was always doing both. My dad uh, started me really young. He was kind of like my first pairs partner and he started doing lifts with me and twists. And I just loved it. Like every time he put me up there, like there was a big smile on my face. I was giggling and all this stuff. So they knew that I would love to do pair skating one day. Um, so they had me start taking my tests. Gosh, I want to say it was like, I was young maybe around eight or something like that but they started me doing some of my tests with the older pair boys at the rink and so those boys kind of taught me a lot of the elements and then I got my first Paris partner when I was about 11 I think it was and we went to junior nationals and we competed in intermediate Um, and yeah I think that Skating with my first partner, his name was Axel Severs. Uh, It was just like my introduction to really competing in pair skating. And then my partner after that, we got more serious. And then when I skated with Josh Reagan was when I felt really serious about pair skating. And that's when I went to the national level and I just saw that, okay, this is like not something that I'm just passionate about or a hobby. This is something that could really be my career. And I feel Mm. in 2010, when I went to nationals and singles and pairs, That was a pivotal moment for me. And like I said, it it made me realize that this could be my career and that I had longevity in the sport. And so I went quite far with Josh, and then we went our separate ways. And I skated singles for about four and a half years. And then I teamed up with Timothy. And um, it's been a really incredible journey with Timothy just because of our relationship and how we treat each other. And with that, it's just everything that you could ever ask for in a pair partner is what I find in Timothy.
1: What a journey. (laughs) (laughs) That's really cool.
0: It's been fun though. (laughs) It's hard, but it's been fun.
1: Yeah. Well, for everyone listening back at that 2010 Nationals when we were novice ladies, Ashley was second in novice ladies. And then she was first for novice pairs. So not only did you compete both events, but you were on top of the podium for both Mm -hmm. of them. So what was that like competing and being such um, an intense competitor at that age in two Mm -hmm. fields?
0: It's funny, sometimes it seems like a lifetime ago to just even think back to that nationals. It just seems like almost a different skater. And I have to remind myself sometimes that I did do that. And I had those moments and Um, I think when I was younger, I always did two disciplines. I always did singles and pairs for as long as I could remember. And so for me, it just felt normal. And so when I started to get more serious about it and we started to get, you know, into those levels where things were becoming more difficult or you were more looked at by the high performance team at US Figure Skating, it just felt normal to keep doing both and the you know the days were hard for sure in training but I didn't know anything else so I couldn't you know justify just going in and doing singles one day or pairs one day it was no you came in you did your single session first then you did pair session a paired session then single session and some days I would be there and everybody was gone home and I was still running like my fourth program of the day because back then it wasn't so much I feel it's the senior level right now, it's, you do a lot of section work, section Mm -hmm. program work. But back then in 2010, I feel like it was just running your programs every single day. That was kind of the mentality that, you know, what everybody was doing in skating. So for me, I was running four full programs every single day, Monday to Saturday. And (laughs) I didn't think anything (laughs) different, but I think that that mentality is what got me through some of the competitions because like at nationals, um in novice specifically, I was like coming off the ice from my short program for singles. And I was going right into the locker room, changing my costume, changing my hair and makeup, and getting going out to warm up on the floor with Josh and going mm-hmm. right into like our long program. You know, it was just normal things like that that I I kind of think back now and I'm like, that's insane. Like I I, I can't believe I did it. Um But at the time I didn't, you know, think of anything else. And I tried to do it again when Tim and I teamed up because like I said, it was what I felt like I always knew. And I thought Mm -hmm. I could do it again. Um, But I never competed at senior in singles and senior in pairs at the same time. Mm -hmm. And skating had progressed so much in the four and a half years since I had done both and, I really tried. Like I started off the first like three months that we were together. I tried to do both disciplines and I competed out at Mid-Atlantics and I competed in both disciplines and I just like wiped the ice in my (laughs) in my free skate for singles. Like I fell I rotated every jump, but I fell on (laughs) probably almost everything. And I was like, this is hard. I, I don't know if this is right. And Obviously my coaches and Tim were like, no, let's not make a decision right now. Um, And then uh, we did our free skate for pairs the next day and it was okay. uh, But there was like some things that I was just like, if I hadn't have done, you know, that long program yesterday, I think this would have been a bit better. And when we finished our program, I was like, inside, I was like, I think I'm at peace with ending my singles career. I think I'm good to close the chapter. And as I skated off and we sat down on the bleachers to hear our score, I like turned to Tim and I was like, I think I just want to do pairs now. I think I'm good. <laughs> I'm so proud of the singles career I had and that I've had. And I really want to close the chapter on that and just give everything to you and to this journey together. And he was like, let's not make any decisions right now. We're just like exhausted. We'll, we'll figure it out when we get home. So he was really supportive of that. But I had made my decision and I was ready to just do pairs at that point. And
1: Mm -hmm. I mean, I
0: think it's like, this is our fifth season? Yeah. I think it's our fifth season. So, (laughs) come a long way since then.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, I know that you stopped pair skating for a few years, right? And you started concentrating on singles. You were super successful early on in pairs as well, you were a novice champion junior champion, top six in your first senior um, pairs event at nationals. What led you to make the decision to start focusing on singles and how difficult of a choice was that for you?
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, for for me, I never made the decision to focus on singles. Uh, My partner and I at the time, we just, you know, had some differences and we went our separate ways, but it was never because I just wanted to skate singles. Um, it's just, we kind of grew apart in that time and that's what was meant to happen. And I had such an incredible career with Josh and I'm so grateful for everything that we accomplished together. I mean, he kind of catapulted um, my skating career in pairs and we accomplished so much together. And But I felt so ripped apart when we when we split. Like I just, I felt like at the time I couldn't continue to do pairs because I felt so hurt by the situation. Um, And I felt like I didn't want to skate with anybody else other than him. Like I only saw him as my partner. And so I just decided with doing singles, I could count on myself and I could rely on myself. And I knew that every decision that was going to be made was made by me. And I wouldn't be blindsided by anything, you know? So I just for four and a half years focused on that and, I never had any inkling to like go back to pair skating. I would watch it and I was like, oh, you know, I'm happy with what I accomplished in it, but I don't see myself in it again. But then there would be moments at seminars and shows that I would, you know, do a throw or a lift or a spin with another pair boy. And I was like, oh, this is so fun. Like I do miss this feeling. Uh, but then I would go back and do singles again and not really think too much of it. And so about the time that Tim I was contacted actually by Mitch Moyer who's our high performance director I had no desire to do pairs I was actually either going to retire um, and Mm -hmm. go into the shows or go to school um, or I was thinking about skating for Australia because I could get dual citizenship so I had all that kind of lined up and a strong part of me felt like I wanted to retire I wanted to move on from the sport And then there I was skating around the rink one day and got a call from Mitch Moyer. And he was like, Hey, would you ever come back to pair skating? Cause Timothy LaDuke is looking for a partner. And I was shocked. I mean, you know, like I was like 20 and for me thinking, I was like, this is an incredible opportunity, but it's almost like starting over at 20, you know? And like I said earlier, pairs had progressed so much since the last time I'd done it. And I didn't know if I could go through it again. And of course that like thought just like lasted for maybe like two hours. And then I was like, Nope, I'm calling Mitch back. And uh, I called him back and I was like, I'd love to try out with Timothy. And it's kind of that saying of if you don't try, you'll never know. And at least if it hadn't worked out, at least we had tried, you know? Um, So then Tim came down by the end of the week, we had our tryout over two days, which was really quick. Um, and then he had moved by the following weekend, he had moved to Dallas. So it was all, it was very quick, but as soon as we like, I don't know, joined hands and like we did our first lift, we just knew it was going to work. Like it was just that feeling of like synergy that you just know that this is right. And it's the right timing for all of it.
1: When it works, it works. When it clicks, it clicks. (laughs)
0: exactly <laughs> exactly wow exactly. that's an amazing
1: story it's it just honestly shows also how big of a toll it can take on athletes mentally it's not just physical you know like you said you were 20 mm-hmm. starting from zero it's like this whole mountain you have to climb all over again when you've already been giving so much to the sport since you know you were 4
0: mm-hmm
1: but to, to like see where it goes and to have such a good pairing, good matchup in terms of personality. So you're coming into the rank every day and you're actually enjoying the process. You're not, you know, getting mm-hmm. aggravated with your partner or like there's a disconnect on, I guess, like passion. Um, it makes mm-hmm. such a huge difference. And so it's, it's been really cool to watch you guys progress in pairs and um, accomplish so much in the last five years.
0: Thank you. Yeah. It's, it's crazy because I don't think, I think when you're young, you always think that you're going to skate for forever and that you're going to be able to accomplish all of these things. And when I was 20 and I was ready to retire, I thought, okay, this is all I can accomplish. And I've accomplished a lot of great things and I've had a lot of great experiences in skating and maybe that's it for me. Mm -hmm. And then I'm sitting here at 25 and I've accomplished so much more than I ever expected, you know? And I think that that's a beautiful thing because it, it shows that you can almost like recreate yourself at any moment. And that doesn't just apply to skating, but in life, you have a way to pivot and to always find something new that can take you even further.
1: Most definitely. Well, for a lot of parents listening what should parents know before switching their kid into pair skating if they start out as single skaters? If you could give advice. Mm.
0: Yeah, I think if a single skater is going to pair skating, I would just make sure that you know the whole situation. I think sometimes it's so easy to just throw a kid into pairs because they think You know, there's less pair teams in America, so automatically they could go to nationals or something like that. You know, it's a little bit, I wouldn't say easier, but it's a little bit more attainable Mm -hmm. to achieve these things in pair skating, if that makes sense. Um, So sometimes I feel parents or coaches will throw a kid into the pair team and just be like, okay, here you go. Let's, Let's just figure it out. But there's so much that comes with pair skating. Like you're working with two different personalities, two energies that are coming together and they might be very different in age. And as a girl in pair skating, your body's going to change, your weight's going to fluctuate, you're going to be emotional at times. And, you know, like it's just so many factors that go into it. Mm -hmm. Um, And you just have to make sure that the situation you're getting into is a healthy situation and that especially if you're putting a pair girl into it, that the partner is a good person. Like mm-hmm. you just want to make sure that that partner is going to treat this girl right. Um, and that they're just going to be nice to them and be supportive of them in any way, because that's the most that you could could ask for out of a partner. This is really hard and like, it's a hard discipline to do just skating in general is hard. And so if you have that support from somebody that you're spending hours upon hours with every single day, um, it's really, really going to be a big factor in your career. So I would, I would definitely make sure that just they're being guided in the correct way and they're being put into a healthy environment.
1: Yeah. Environment is so key. That's a lot of Mm -hmm. really good advice and information. So,
0: and I would say too, like maybe think more about longevity I think sometimes it's really easy, like I said, to just throw a team together for a season or what um, and just try to do like the get, you know, do it all quick. But longevity is such key. And if you can have a team that grows together and just understands each other through seasons and the years that go on, that's more important than just changing partners every single year.
1: Amen. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> From a non pair girl. <laughs> yeah. So your your parents are your coaches. Mm-hmm. I know what it's like to have a parent coaching relationship. <laughs> you know, clearly. Um, but mm-hmm. how do you navigate having your parents as your coaches for so long, um, and what is your relationship like with them? Mm-hmm. I was going to say, I actually,
0: I listened to the episode where you were with your mom and you could tell that when you were talking to your mom and listening to her and she was answering questions, like you could tell that you just both really respected each other. And I think that that's key. So Mm -hmm. for my parents and I, we just hold each other with such high respect and, you know, they respect the words and the feelings that come from me and I respect what comes from them. And they have always been really good about separating the business life of skating and then family life at home. And they've always, ever since I've been young, been able to separate those two. They always joked when I was a little kid, like, oh, I'm taking off my skating hat now. I'm putting on my skating hat. I'm your coach. Like they always used to joke about that, but I think that it was so smart because for me, I got to actually see the separation and things weren't blending together. Um, and I think that that was so key. And I think it's hard sometimes when the kids get to teenage age and maybe they're being coached by their parents, because as a normal teenager, you kind of want to rebel sometimes for what your parents say. And Mm -hmm. obviously, I mean, our career together has not gone without, you know, some of its fights or disagreements or things like that. But at the end of the day, I respect them so much and they have always gone out of their way to just support my dream in every way. And that's all I could ask for in a coach and a parent is that they've just done everything possible to just support me.
1: That's a really, well put line success is it varies person to person like success for one person is something success for another is another um but in order to keep a healthy relationship like you're saying the support needs to be there 100 percent. and um mm-hmm. it's cool because okay. i've talked to several skaters who their parents maybe they weren't specifically a coach but they were more like a tiger mom or a tiger dad per se And when they're treated, you know, negatively being pushed from a negative way, that's where a lot of the lack of respect comes from the Mm -hmm. disconnect between the love of the sport and um, the pressure from your family and your parents. And then also just forming bad relationships within that tiny, tiny environment between parent and child. And that's kind of where everything falls apart. And so it's, it's really good to hear you talk about how your parents were always very supportive. It sounds like you had a really positive training environment, and that's what's kept you so motivated all this time and able to work with your parents. Um, so it's it's nice having another person talk about good ways of parent coaching working out. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely. And I think too. I mean, you probably feel this way as well. But we're both very like driven. Mm-hmm people, very driven skaters. So for me, a lot of the times I never really had to be told, you know, you got to skate more, you got to do this. Cause I always did it. Like I always wanted to work hard and I obviously I still do. I always wanted to be out there doing extra and doing, you know, just working so hard It's what mm-hmm. I just like love training, you know? And so I never had to be told, to get out there and do something or to work harder it's almost like my parents just always tried to keep me on the right path of like not letting me get too hard on myself like they'll lit- they'll pull me aside if they see me getting down on myself or anything like that they will pull me aside mm-hmm. and have a chat with me and just like talk it through which is what i've always been really thankful for is that they they really put a lot into like your mental health like they've always really been uh just very open to talking about my mental health and what's going on with me, not just in skating, but outside of skating as well. And just making sure that everything is just going in a positive way and that I'm able that I feel like I'm able to come to the rink and talk about something if it's on my mind. And that's always been a really good thing for us as well. And I think that's what's kept us in a healthy relationship.
1: Definitely. Do you think you would have gotten as far as you did in your skating career had you not had your parents as your coaches?
0: Oh, definitely not. <laughs>
1: I, I think that
0: they're such, same. Yeah. Like, I, I think that they're just such, like, they're just so important to not just my skating career, mm-hmm. but my everyday life. And I, I think that's what with, with my parents as well. Like, obviously when I was a kid, I said to them like, Oh, I want to go to the Olympics. I want to be a national champion, all these things. And you know, they're like, okay, you can do it, honey. I I believe in you, but we don't always know if it's going to happen, you know? And, Mm -hmm. um, I think with my parents, they're always just focused on like what's right in front of me at this moment and what can I accomplish right now and just making me the best athlete that I can be right now. And they've always been very much about what you're going to do after your career. So they've always tried to think about like, what will you do? You know, how will all of these key things that you're learning in skating, you have to take that into your life after skating. They've Mm -hmm. always been very big on that.
1: Yeah. There's so many things that you can take from pretty much any sport you're a part of, but especially skating at the level that we have, it's applicable to any career path you take after this, as well as just how you live your normal day to day lives, especially with just like time organization. I feel like skaters learn from such a young age, really, really good time management generally have their priorities pretty straight (laughs) in terms of getting work done before, (laughs) you know, play time, but it's, Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's really important that parents encourage that kind of positive learning from sports rather than the nastier side of, you know, being ultra competitive and not being a good Mm -hmm. sport, whether you win or lose, you know, all of that kind of stuff. There's two ways that it can go. Um, Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's it's good to keep it on the positive line.
0: (laughs) Yeah, definitely. I, I think as well, my parents always let it be my sport even though they came all the way up through the sport and they accomplished so much in their careers, they always allowed it to be my sport, what I did. Um, And it, it, the same went for my brother, you know, he was a hockey player played all the way through college, everything like that. And that was his sport. And they were just always very much about that. They weren't ever trying to like live through us, even though they were supporting us all the way, all the way, they knew that it was, Our time on that ice. And when they sent us out there to do our thing, that was us going out there, um, being independent and doing what we love.
1: That's a really important culture to foster. I know a lot of adults that have been either in a parent position or a coaching position that kind of let ego and personal ambition get in the way of their kid or their student's potential and their actual success. So um, Mm -hmm. that's good to hear that your parents were really fostering a good culture in that sense (laughs) what like so you've obviously sung their praises and the positives of having a parent coaching (laughs) Mm -hmm. relationship but what what would you say the downsides are like what negative things have you experienced Hmm. or not not necessarily negative but hardships
0: yeah I would say that it's hard sometimes when you Like, I wouldn't say they're failures, but when you feel personally that you failed, you almost feel like you let down part of their dream too, because they're on this journey with you. And like I said before, my parents have always been good at separating it, but it's hard sometimes to not feel like this is ours together. You Mm -hmm. know, like, so when we, when Timothy and I won nationals, I just felt just this like, incredible feeling with my parents because they've been there literally since i started and to just sit in the kiss and cry with them and have that moment that we had almost like dreamt up together you know when you don't have that and you feel like almost you failed and it's not that they make you feel that way at all like my parents have always been the person that stands at that door no matter how you skated and gives you a hug and tells them how much they like that it's going to be okay they're going to support you um but i would say that's the hardest thing sometimes it's just feeling like ah man we could have had this together but i failed and i'm the one that failed because i was out there alone and i failed i didn't do it Mm -hmm. you know and so i think that sometimes that that can be the hard part
1: yeah i would agree to that i my mom and i are always sharing stories where we're talking about one of my you know big skating wins or big skating losses and it's the same for us it's kind of like I read in a book once actually I think it was I think it was Dorothy Hamill's book but when she got her medal she her Olympic gold medal she went and she hung it around her mom's neck and she was like this medal is just as much yours as it is mine and I remember reading that when I was little and I was like wow like this embodies what I feel yeah. at like age nine, you know, but it's so true. Parents, especially parent coaches, they're just so invested in mm-hmm. us, in our skating yeah. dreams, our skating accomplishments, that it really is a team win or a team, not necessarily like deep loss, but whenever you hit a bump in a road, it's not just the skater that needs to pivot. It's it's everybody. Everyone has to be in the same mental game.
0: A hundred percent. I mean, they're there with you every single day. And that's the thing is that I don't just take from my parents. I also like work with them. Like I'm a coach as well. So I, I'm there like all day, just seeing them work with all of these kids and seeing them go from level to level, just always, you know, changing it up and giving each kid exactly what they need for that lesson. And so it, it's not like, They're just at the boards with you. Like they feel and do everything with you to help you become
1: successful in your own way. Definitely. Which is honestly a really cool part of skating because Mm -hmm. so much of our sport is individual Mm -hmm. and everyone usually feels super isolated. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to your team, if you have a good one, if everybody's gears are moving in the same direction, um, it just makes every moment that much more meaningful.
0: Absolutely, totally agree.
1: (laughs) Well, I really enjoy watching you and Timothy skate. You both have like really long, gorgeous lines. Also side note, every time you guys post on Instagram, you're like conditioning and fitness videos. (laughs) I'm so impressed. I know little kids are like watching it, and they're like, "Yeah, senior skaters, like this is gonna be us one day." But like me, a fellow senior skater watching, I'm just like, "Wow, that's pretty amazing." No, <laughs> oh, I know. I look at my partner, and
0: I'm like, "Wow, you're just you're so cool." <laughs> but, no, it's it's fun to post some of that stuff because obviously, as kids, like we didn't really have that. Like we didn't really know what like the senior level skaters were doing. Like what was their everyday training or just how do they go about their days? Like, we didn't really know. We didn't have that connection. So I try to post as much as I can, uh, like, with that kind of stuff, just so that they see, like, I don't know, this is normal. <laughs> kind of like what
1: I'm doing. Yeah, I know. It's great. It's, it's really great examples, especially to be showing um, younger skaters that oh, are following along, you. which is really cool. But... Big, big congratulations, obviously, this season. You guys were at Worlds. What a great competition to finish on right before the Olympic season. What was being there like after such a crazy year with the pandemic?
0: And it was wild. Um, obviously, like we were really grateful to be on the team. Um, after this year, it was just a lot of uncertainty. Uh, obviously, everybody felt that way. But I feel like especially in like the sports world, you just didn't know what your next step would be. Um, and you also didn't know what you were training for. Like normally, if you had a competition, you knew the date of it, then you had a goal of when you needed to peak and you could just really calculate it all and just break it down to science of like when you needed to be ready but with last season you didn't really know like it was just was nationals Mm -hmm. gonna happen where are we gonna have skate america um we were training for two competitions and they both got canceled like the week before so it was just a lot of learning how to adapt and to just honestly take everything one day at a time like they always say take it one day at a time but you really had to Mm -hmm. do that Um, and so you know with nationals there was a lot of good things that happened for us. And a lot of things that, you know, we were, I wouldn't say let down, but just like, oh, you know, like those little moments that you're like, it was so close, but then, you know, almost in yeah. reach, but it was also a win for us in a personal way. Um, and so when nationals was over, you know, we did think it was the end of our season, but we came back home and we just felt like, if it was any year to be ready for the world championships as a first alternate, it is this year because it is so important for the Olympic spots. And Mm -hmm. we just felt like we needed to just go home and train. And so we got home immediately from nationals and just got to work and trained. We didn't take a day off and we just kept moving forward. And we knew if like we got the call at all or anything was to happen that we were ready. And Mm -hmm. we did end up getting the call and um, we knew right away that it was fine. Like nothing had to change for us. No training had to be stepped up. Like we were doing exactly what we needed to be doing. And so that was a good feeling to feel cause it wasn't overwhelming. And yeah. luckily us figure skating was really amazing this year with everything they did because they made everything. They, they just supported the athletes in so many ways and they were trying to create competitions and like almost benchmarks that we could work towards. So before worlds we did like a mock competition. You had to do your short and long and send it into the judges, but you only got like one try and all of that. So mm-hmm. made it like competition and we got feedback on all of that. So it was like when worlds came around, we had at least kept working and we were ready. Um mm-hmm. I would say getting to worlds was definitely hard because you had to take like obviously so many COVID tests before you went. So it was a little bit extra work just leading up to it, which was fine. Like just, just putting it out there. Like I am not complaining about anything. It was, I'm so grateful to have done that whole process, but it was just, it was more work. And then when you got there and flying over just took a lot longer and more uncomfortable because you were in a mask and all of that. And Mm -hmm. so then when you got there, you had to take more tests and you were stuck in your room a lot. Uh, There was, it was connected to the arena. So at least we got to go over and like watch the competition and everything like that. But it was definitely unlike anything else I had ever experienced, but being around international athletes, again, you just felt the buzz. Like, You know, you just felt like that buzzing in the arena. And although it was, there wasn't much crowd, like there was volunteers sitting in the arena and other athletes and coaches. So at least there was some people there to clap. (laughs) Um, But (laughs) just walking into an arena, you know, representing Team USA, you just felt that buzz again, like, okay, here we go. This is like a little bit of normalcy in such a crazy time. and. I think coming back from that, it just made us so excited for this next season. Um, Just being able to end our season like that, I think is, was really special. And on international ice was like very special and it makes us excited for this season that's
1: coming. So amazing. I just got like remnants (laughs) of that buzz feel. (laughs) I was like, oh, so nice.
0: Yeah. It's so special. Like when, and you know, it's been over a year since you've seen just like skaters from other countries, like it just changes it. And, you know, and I, we have the best teammates in America. And so getting to see them at skate America and at nationals again was just incredible in itself because you're just seeing other athletes again. And I feel like just athletes, we understand each other so much. And so just when you get to be surrounded by that kind of energy again, it kind of uplifts you and makes you excited,
1: definitely. And it's also just one of the biggest parts people love competing at the level we do in the first place is because of the community that forms yeah. both internationally and in Team USA. Like, I remember going to Champs Camp every year was so fun, as well as nationals, mm. purely because it was those were the two times of year that you actually see everyone in one place and to make it back there every time was like this is so awesome this is what i'm here for you know i'm still part of this bubble and i'm still seeing all these people and this is why i'm putting the work in like it's not only for the individual skating results and the individual medal that you could win but it's really being a part of this bigger community
0: mm mm-hmm. yeah definitely and i think that the connections that you make through skating and through these competitions is connections that you'll have for the rest of your life and you know that's in relationships and memories and all of that and i think with the pandemic you know with quarantine and everything kind of what it showed us was i mean for me specifically it was just that i i'm not going to be doing this for the rest of my life i think before mm-hmm. i was thinking oh i'll just keep going and going and going and <laughs> going but you see an end to it mm-hmm. you know and which is perfectly fine. So I've tried to have the mindset of, okay, instead of thinking about this, you know, five years ahead or what, how much can I accomplish in this very moment? I'm the strongest I've ever been. I'm, you know, being able to accomplish so much in my sport right now. So let's just devote all of that to like, you know, how much time I have left. And I think that that's what the pandemic showed is just that like, take advantage of everything that you have right now
1: while you're in it. Absolutely. It's really cool to see. And to hope, but I'm pretty sure we're going to see actual competitions happening this next year, which is really, it's the light of the yeah. end of the tunnel for everyone. So um, very, very exciting.
0: Yeah. We, we've heard a lot of talk just about all the things that are going to go on next season. And it's exciting to know that like you're training for something or that you will get those opportunities, you know, before nationals to be able to compete. And I think even for yeah. all, the, all the kids at our rink, just knowing for them, the, they're going to have competitions in person they're so excited it's just it's cool to see the younger kids at the rink because they've just been having to video their programs and send it in and I think for them that's really hard and Mm -hmm. uh, so it's it's cool to see how excited they're getting
1: it's going to be it's going to be a great season back for everyone I think for sure
0: (laughs) yes for sure (laughs) well I know you've
1: been to Russia for um, past pairs camps what was that experience Mm -hmm. like
0: It was great. Yeah. So we trained with Nina Mosier in her camp. Mm -hmm. Um, And the way that we actually got connected with her was we went to world team trophy in 2017, our first year together. And she had watched us on one of our practices and she was going to be coming to a camp in the U S like about a month later. And so she like kind of made that connection that she was like, Oh, I'm going to see them like in a month. And so then when we went to this camp that was in Colorado, Um, she worked with all the pairs um, there and we really enjoyed working with her we just felt like a really good connection with her Um, she was always very positive around us just like good energy and so um, our our well my coach uh, Peter Kane he was like came over and he was like I think you guys have a good really good relationship and just kind of talking to us and he was like Uh, she's got this camp going on in the summer. Like, do you guys want to take a part in it? All that stuff. So it was really our coach that kind of brought it to our attention. Um, And so we went to this camp in Italy for three weeks with her and all of her teams. And we just learned so much. And um, doing that camp, I think because it was after our first year together. So doing that camp just opened our eyes to like so much in the pairs field. Um, Mm -hmm. as far as like exercises and just finding technique and all of that. Um, and so we've continued that partnership with her still to this day. So, and it's been a really good addition to our team and, um, like our coaches are very open with working like you know, with other coaches. So with somebody like Mm -hmm. Nina Mosier, they just have a very good working relationship and it's never like butting heads or anything like that. And I think our coaches have learned so much from her and she's learned so much from from not just, you know, working with our coaches, but just working with an American team. It's very different to any of the teams in Russia. And as well, Timothy and I are, I feel different from the other American teams uh, just in like our like I'm a lot taller obviously mm-hmm. and so for her working with me has just made her understand how to work with a taller pair girl and all of that so I, I feel like we've both equally learned a lot from each other and we're grateful that she will like continue to work with us um and even through like the sh- the lockdown of a lot of the places she was doing zoom lessons twice a week with all the pair uh, I think three U S pair teams. So it was us Alexa and Brandon and Jessica and Brian. I want to say she was working with us over zoom twice a week on the ice. So I think that she'll continue that as well through to the next season, just because she'll be in Russia a lot. So Mm -hmm. we're hoping to at least go to one of her camps in the summertime, but we'll see.
1: What a great opportunity that you guys got to take advantage of. It's, (laughs) it's so great that your coaching team is open for, new advice and for um, consultations from other, you know, pair experts. So Mm -hmm. it's awesome. Yeah.
0: I, I think with Nina too, she just loves pair skating so much and she wants to see it develop all around the world. And she wants to see everybody try to accomplish whatever their goal is. And so for her, when she's working with all these different teams, like that's her mindset, like she just wants to make you the best that you can be for yourself. And, um, I think that that's really cool. It's just, she loves pair skating so much. She wants to see it good all over the world. So. It's,
1: it's really cool to meet people like that, that are so generous with their knowledge and mm-hmm. stuff and not just like keeping it for a spe- specific section of the world, you could say.
0: <laughs> yeah. It was funny because when I used to watch her at, you know, worlds and stuff or Olympics, actually, when I watched her with, uh, Max and Tatiana, when they won Olympic gold in Sochi, um, I like, she just looked so cool. And I don't know, she's had her glasses on and they look like sunglasses and she wears them inside and stuff. And then like, you know, go forward to my wedding. She was there she was <laughs> dancing on the dance floor and stuff. And I was just like, I can't believe like this is my life sometimes. But it was it was cool to see that like come full that circle. That is so awesome. Wow. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> how involved are you with usfs aside from being a current athlete for them you're a part of dream i think mm-hmm. it's called or you were a part of dream so
0: i yeah i i was a part of dream they had a program i think a mm-hmm. couple years ago but i'm a part of the athletes advisory okay. committee so basically we are the athletes voice within u.s figure skating so we vote on a lot of the new rules and um come up with like new proposals for us figure skating, just really trying to create that athlete voice and speak up for all of the athletes. And especially while I'm still competing, I feel it's super important because I see and feel the effects of what we're talking about or what we're Mm -hmm. trying to get changed. Um, But within that Tim and I have also started an athlete mentorship program. So we've started it with a few of the other athletes that are on the athletes advisory committee and basically, we're just trying to create that connection from like the grassroots level all the way up to any level, you know, um, just to be able to share. I mean, honestly, anything just to kind of to be that connection. And so we're starting out with doing videos and just kind of having panel discussions, talking about our careers. Um, as time goes on, we're going to dive deeper and deeper into like very, you know, hard hitting topics. We want to start talking about all of that. So, um, that's been exciting to get started just because it's something that we've kind of dreamt up over the last like three Mm -hmm. years and now it's like coming to fruition and we're really working on it with all these other athletes. So we're trying to make it something that is like going to be in U.S. figure skating for many Mm -hmm. years to come.
1: Yeah. Making an impact in that kind of way is, Limitless in a sense, you know, there's not you can't Mm -hmm. put yourself in a box of like only being able to touch, you know, other skaters, other young athletes who are looking up to you when you're directly competing. Um, you know, everybody has their little 15 minutes in the spotlight. For some, it's multiple years, for some, it's one season. Um, and then after that, Mm -hmm. a lot of the times, everybody just kind of switches career paths and then they dip. And it's yeah, you know, it's great if that's what they need for their you know own mental sanity and whatnot. But at the same time, I think it's really, really inspiring to see this wave of people in our kind of skating generation that are really using their voices now to create some type of change to create more exposure onto these hard-hitting topics um, that we really do need to address in the sport with so many young kids, you know, falling prey to things that they Mm -hmm. shouldn't be. They should be focusing on being healthy athletes and learning great things from sport and not any of the bad stuff. So really awesome that you, Mm -hmm. you guys are in the process of getting over that.
0: Yeah. I, I feel like I'm learning so much just by doing it. And I think, you know, when, like I said, when we were younger, there wasn't quite that connection to the senior level athletes. Like you just kind of saw them on like the TV or, um, like a national championships, if you went or in a magazine, like that was really all the connection Mm -hmm. you had to them. And I think now, obviously there's more because of social media, but I think as well, a lot of us athletes just really want to help the younger generation or honestly anybody Mm -hmm. in skating. And, um, they want to help that person have a positive journey. Because Mm -hmm. I think a lot of us have learned and gone through so many things within the sport that they, that we saw and we thought, okay, that could have been avoided or that could have been changed Yeah. or how can we do something so that this never happens again. And Mm -hmm. the only people that are going to speak up for it are really the people that have been through it. And that's a lot of us. And Mm -hmm. so I think that it's really important that we all use our voice, you know, right now and try to create change within it and I feel like a lot of people are listening
1: and I think that that's really good it is and it's also there's a common mentality that you kind of pay your dues and Mm. everybody has to go through this kind of hardship and they have to get through this and they have to get through that to like make it wherever but that's not true like every we all have the power to get there in the best most positive most healthiest way and if there's ways we can do that and we can see it then we need to share it because yeah I definitely I personally don't want to see young skaters I see great skaters on my own ice rink all the time and I I wouldn't wish them certain experiences I've gone through if I know I can like mm-hmm. help guide them away from that mm-hmm.
0: yeah and I think as well just like driving home the fact that like everybody's journey is different and what you're going to accomplish is so different from the next person. Cause I feel like I've had, I'm, I'm sure you've had this question before, but so many parents ask like, how many hours a day do you train? What do you eat? Like, mm-hmm. what should she be doing for off ice or what, you know, what should they be doing? And they're like, I can't really give them advice on that because how they are going to do all of that is different than from what I do. yeah and I can help, You create like a positive relationship with all of that, and maybe give you tips, but I can't tell you exactly how to do it. And so I think just voicing that to people of just being like, you have to create your own journey and stick to it is what is so important.
1: Yeah. Finding the right recipe that works for you and then staying consistent Mm -hmm. with it is going to be your best bet at whatever stage you're in. Absolutely. Definitely. Well, I wish you and your coaching team good luck heading into this next season. I'm really excited to watch. It's going to be it's going to be very I already use the word exciting, but it's going to be wonderful. <laughs> it's going to <Yeah>. be wonderful.
0: <laughs> Room for so much opportunity, I feel. So thank you and thank you so much for having me on.
1: Of course. Thank you for coming on. <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast episode. Please let me know what you think. Subscribe to my channel. Give me a rating. Give me a review. Follow me on my Instagram. That's where I'm promoting this. My username is at Paulina Edmonds. And stay tuned for my upcoming episodes. Keep an eye out for them. And I can't wait to talk to you guys next week.